What's up, beautiful people, to another episode of the Ricky Jones Jr. Podcast. It's me, Ricky Jones You're back again for another Bible reading. And we're going to have some fun, y'all. We're continuing in the book of Luke chapter 3. And we're going to be picking up at verse 14. Now, you may be saying, because you may be coming in for the first time, like, what do you mean, Ricky? Starting at verse 14. Well, we've read the previous verses in chapter 3 three this week and then all the previous weeks we read chapter one and chapter two and we're going to continue from here okay and which you know we still talking about john we talking about the activation of john the life of john the things that john has done and uh i i do love john and it's cool because we're reading in the gospel of luke which gives us luke's perspective of events and so here we are here we are picking up at verse 14. It says, what should we do? So here people, or excuse me, John has people's attention, right? He's starting to let them know that don't just be coming around for baptism because you want to, you know, insurance plan not going to hell, but no, let your actions also be indicative of the change in which baptism is representative of and let them know different things that they should do, how they should treat people. And so here, it says, what should we do? Ask some soldiers. John replied, don't extort money or make false accusations and be content with your pay. So John is like, whoa, there are some things as soldiers you have been doing that you should no longer do because of God being within you, of you loving God and wanting to continue to have forgiveness of sins. Not that, let me say this, not that you have to do things to still have forgiveness of sins or still be right with God. No, it, it's not that. It's so that your actions, right? Let your actions be representative of the God in which loves you, of the God in which you serve, of the God in which you have now turned to for forgiveness of your sins and repented from the sins that you've done, which we talked about repentance, I believe, on yesterday, but nonetheless, or Monday. Go back, listen to them both, watch them both, and you'll be good to go. But at the end of the day, here talking to the soldiers, right? And then verse 15, it says, everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon. And they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. To the end of the day, John is talking so good, having so many people come around him to receive what he his message was and the actions to follow the message, which was baptism, that they start questioning, whoa, is this the Messiah? Is this the one? You know, is, 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 is he, is he him? <laughs> but at the end of the day, at verse 16, it says, John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater that I am not worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire so john had to ask john had an answer and he had a clear answer of who he was and who he wasn't he knew he wasn't the messiah right he knew his responsibility and job was to prepare the way for the messiah and not only that but then he knew so much of the messiah that he knew that you know in his words he wasn't even worthy to be his slave and to untie his sandals which that's gonna come back right that's gonna come back which it doesn't come back. I hate it that it, it doesn't clearly talks about it in this gospel of Luke. However, in John's gospel, it speaks of that, um, of like that part being played out later. But nonetheless, in it all, what does John say? John says those things, but then he also says he, talking about Jesus, right? The true Messiah, 
he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire and with fire. He's going to ignite some people, right? He is going to empower you, equip you with the person of the Holy Spirit, but then he is also going to ignite you. He's going to give you a trail to be blazed. He is going to give you um, the fire that will make clear, make a way for others, right? The fire that God gives us, the fire that the Messiah gives us all is one in which others will be able to follow. Just think about it, right? Just in the natural world, just in the world today, if fire is loose, right? Fire burns down, uh, changes, radically changes the dynamic of the area in which it was in, right? I'm just thinking about like a forest fire, okay? And I say that because people have their experiences with fire. Praise be to God that I haven't had any detrimental experiences with fire. Um, some people have had their houses burned down, apartments burned down, different things burned down. And so um, not saying that or not speaking of fire in this instance, right denoting the trauma that fire can bring however in this particular passage it's speaking of the beauty that fire brings and just even thinking of like various forest fires that i've seen online when the fire comes there's a radical difference between the area in which had the existence of fire and the areas that are not and here is talking about jesus coming down and baptizing us with the Holy Spirit and fire, and it's that fire, right? That's shut up in our bones, right? Uh, but outside of that, it's also a fire that will forge a way for others to walk along, to have a new way of living, to have a new journey in life, to have a new perspective of life. And also what fire does in the existence of like four fires is that it then enriches the soil, it then enriches the ground in which the fire was. And so are we to as well enrich the lives of others in which we come in contact with with that fire that's on the inside of us i have a fire i have a fire that's on the inside of me that allows me and pushes me and prompts me to do these readings with you all to expound upon what the word of god says to to give practical examples and practical use case of this very scripture why because the scripture has been the scripture for many 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 years centuries decades millennials and all those things however Oftentimes, people aren't activated in the word because they don't understand the word. However, there is a fire within me to be an aid to those to help bring understanding, to help bring excitement, to help bring practicality to the word of God. And so is it to you. So is it for you. And that as you receive our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right within us, right? Not only is there a repentance that John talked about. But in a forgiveness that John also spoke about, but then he also speaks of Jesus, the Messiah is going to come with the Holy Spirit and the fire. And so receive, receive, receive. And also to in all of that, I say all of that to say, once you receive the Messiah, there is going to be a blaze, a trail for you to blaze, a path for you to take, a journey for you to have, right? A purpose for you to fulfill and know that you will be equipped by the person of the Holy Spirit. And so. But we end up in without time here in verse 17, it says he is ready to separate. He being the Messiah is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat unto his barn, but burning the chaff with never ending fire. So here, you know, uh, John is doing like a double entendre in a sense where he's talking about 
people today, but they're also talking about what Jesus is going to do, God is going to do at the end days as it pertains to people either going to hell or people even going to heaven, right? You have the chaff from the wheat. Chaff are like uh, weeds, right? And wheat are beneficial uh, grains that grow from the ground. And so, man, John is doing so much, right? But then even the fire, the fire is also a separator, a separator of good, of evil, of right, of wrong, um, of chaff and of wheat. But then he talks about even the fort, right? How he is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fort, right? It's like a fort that literally separates like, so back in the day, right? And I'm in on this back in the day. We grew stuff from the ground, and even to this day, things are growing from the ground. However, there were times in which the weeds were growing with the wheat. The weeds were growing with the fruit. The weeds were growing with the vegetables, and so some it wasn't always beneficial for you to pull up the weeds as the wheat was growing as well. Sometimes you just let them grow together, and just as so in this life we're living today, we have some good people living amongst evil people, some people that are doing good things amongst people that are doing evil things in which we are all cohabitating together. However, there will be a day of separation. There is going to be a separation season, a separation action action in which here indicative of a winnowing fork, right? That severs between the two in which the chaff is in, in one pile, the wheat is in another pile. Uh, those that have accepted our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will be in a people group in heaven, right? And those who have it, those who have rejected Christ, those who have said that, no, there is no Christ. I do not believe. I do not accept. I do not want uh, Jesus to be in my life. I don't even want a Jesus because I don't believe there is a Jesus, right? I hate it for them. However, there will be a space for them, right? Which is in hell. It's the truth. It's the truth. Hell is still real. Hell is still a place in which people do go and they don't go because uh, they've done wrong. They go because they don't believe in Jesus, right? The difference between those who go to heaven and those who go to hell is their belief. They believe in Jesus and accepted him as their Lord and Savior. They will be saved. You will be saved. And so that's what that is. That's what this is with it all, in it all. And so at the end of verse 17, it says, boom, but burning the chaff with never ending fire. There will be a never ending fire that burns the chaff, that burns the weeds, that burns those who don't believe. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, pray for those who haven't believed and are not brothers and sisters in Christ, because there will be a never ending fire in which they will take part in. However, they don't have to. They don't have to. They don't have to. They don't have to, right? All you have to do simply is to believe that uh, Jesus is Lord, right? That he came, that he died, and that he rose again. And he died and he rose again for us, right? So that we may have forgiveness of our sins, of our wrongdoings with God, and so that we may be right with God and live for God from that moment we believe on, right? And it's a beautiful, 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 beautiful thing that I pray and hope and want for all. And so with that being said, if you have any questions, right, about what was read today, definitely let me know in the comment section below, or you can email me as well. I'll put my email in the description because it is necessary to know the truth, right? There's a lot of information being shared today. However, I want to be one of the ones that are sharing the truth, right? And sharing the truth from the word of God as we read from God, but then also hear from God 
through the person of the Holy Spirit that's within me. And I pray that with those that have the Holy Spirit within them, that it also connects with you and you too as well are sharing with others. So with that being said, let us pray. I thank you, Lord God, for all that you are, all that you have been and all that you will be in our lives. Lord God, I thank you for this word as it is written and as it does show you to be true, you to be loving, you to have a way that has been made. And I thank you, Lord God, that others will come in contact with it and in ways in which they never knew that they could. I thank you, Lord God, for those who haven't accepted you as their personal savior. I pray that this passage of scripture just brings them that reminder that it's time, right? There's no time like the present and that they should come to you. They should accept you as their Lord and personal savior. And I thank you, Lord God, that following this prayer will do a, a call to salvation, allowing them to do so. But even as well, activating those who have already accepted you, they will be a beacon of light to others and reminding others that, no, you should come into the kingdom of God, that there is a difference between the chaffs and the wheat, uh, the people that are believers and those who are unbelievers, and that there is a destination for the two of us. And so I thank you, Lord God, and I love you for all that you are and all that you will be in our lives. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And my brothers and sisters, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, the chance is now, the opportunity is now. May today be the day in which you've accepted Christ. You've already had the feeling. You've already had the thought that there is a God, that there is a Jesus, that, you know, maybe there is some truth to this thing. Well, let today be the day that you not only have the thought, but you now have the assurance that God is real, that Jesus is real, that he loves you, that he came on this earth, right? The, the earth that we living in today. And he came, he walked about, he lived a sinless, a perfect life, but not that we have to do as he did, but so that we can do as he did in a sense where we have a life to live. We have a purpose to fulfill. We have a will to execute. And we have the ability to do so. And so in accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, there is a baptism beyond that or after that, which is a baptism of Holy Spirit, a baptism of activation, which we know to be fire. And I'm excited for you to come in contact with it. And so simply all you have to do is say, I believe. I believe that Jesus came and died for me. I believe that there is a life to live here that is indicative of the God in which I know to be so, the God in which I now serve. And I'm excited, right, about the life that I get to live, a life of victory, a life of assurance, a life of just gratification and satisfaction, and that I can just live this life freely, openly, and I don't have to worry about, I don't have to be concerned about people knowing what I'm doing, people knowing where I am, or people wondering about if I'm telling the truth or not. No, 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 no. From this moment on, I'm gonna seek to tell the truth. I'm gonna seek to do good. And I'm going to seek to honor God in my actions, in my words, and in the things that I do. And so that's it. That's all, y'all. I love you. I appreciate you. I feel that this uh, podcast has fulfilled its purpose. Therefore, it has come to a close today. However, we will be back on tomorrow as we uh, finish up the book, or excuse me, the chapter three, which is in the Gospel of Luke. Until then, I love you all. I appreciate you all. Peace.